600,000 people died, trillions of dollars of economic devastation. He ignored early treatment. He probably helped sabotage the use of some of these things. And, and really have to, you have to understand that Dr. Fauci, people in the health agencies, the media, the social media, they will never admit they were wrong on this because if they do, they're going to have to admit that literally hundreds of thousands of people didn't have to lose their lives, but for their censorship, their arrogance, and Dr. Fauci's mismanagement. That's Senator Ron Johnson saying they lied. And because they lied, people died. The next question is, was it on purpose? It's a legitimate one. Look, it's one thing for medical professionals to, to get it wrong. You've never seen a pandemic like this. But it's another for all their mistakes to run in one direction. And that direction was the one needed to ensure the defeat of Donald Trump, the decimation of our economy, a maximum death toll to accomplish the first two, and the shifting of blame from the Chinese to Trump. Were there mistakes, quote-unquote mistakes, all over the board? Maybe some benefited Trump, some didn't. You could say, you know, they were just trying to muddle their way through it. No one could have figured it out. But the thing is, they could have. Let me just level you with what this looks like. They deliberately increased the death toll by withholding treatments for COVID-19 that worked in order to further terrify the public, further devastate the economy, and ultimately to defeat Donald Trump, handing the Chinese an economic victory of a generation. I increasingly believe all of it was on purpose. There was no mistake here. Just this month, We've learned from two experts who were finally allowed to do hydroxychloroquine studies that proper treatment with hydroxychloroquine at the right dose provides you with 100 to 200 percent increased chances of survival. Two separate studies, one by a Yale virologist who trained under Anthony Fauci. Remember, hydroxychloroquine is one of the most widely used medicines on earth it's been around for over 60 years we have an incredible track record on it it's used for everything from lupus to arthritis you can hear the devastation in dr stephen smith's voice he's not some whack job he's a graduate of yale university school of medicine a former research scientist at the national institute of allergy infectious diseases under dr anthony fauci he did a study here and he found that when properly adjusted for a patient's weight the combination of hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin together improved patient survival rates by more than 100 percent other studies have taken it up to 200 the number of people we might have saved at least 10,000 probably upwards of a hundred thousand we always knew from the beginning and yet not only was the treatment itself banned but any discussion of its efficacy was banned too. In hindsight, there can only be one reason for this. You wanted to drive up the death toll. Here's Dr. Smith on Laura Ingram. I mean, are we talking we could have saved 10,000 lives? No, more than that, yeah, a lot more. 100,000? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, Laura, I hate to say things like that, but yes. You know, I, I just try and look at the data, and uh, these data, the study was not, really just a hydroxychloroquine study by any means. We looked at everything. We looked at every medicine ever given, every lab value, every vital sign. We looked at prior visits to doctors. 
but hydroxychloroquine kept coming up, and it, and it was it was a cumulative dose that was associated with outcome, not just whether you got some hydroxychloroquine it's, like some of the studies. <laughs> this, I mean, this is out. I mean, outrageous doesn't begin to describe this. Criminal, yeah. I don't even think captures it. What what has happened here? Remember where the censorship that stopped the hydroxychloroquine tests in its tracks came from? Yes, from Facebook and social media, but who did we discover in Dr. Anthony Fauci's now released emails was plotting to censor you and doctors like this one from Yale, who is department trained personally? It was Anthony Fauci. Fauci had a censorship deal with Facebook, half of it so secret it was blacked out in Fauci's emails. It literally, this drug and debate about it between the world's foremost health experts, had we been allowed to have that debate, these people might be alive. These elites are killing. They are killing to achieve their political goals. How terrifying is the dragnet of censorship? So terrifying that this level of person sat by in our country and around the world and watched people die rather than risk their professional reputation. People like Alina Chan. She's a biologist at the Silver Lab at the Harvard School of Medicine. She was also recently one of 18 scientists who wrote a letter in the Journal of Science saying, we really need to look at this, the origins of COVID. It looks like it came from a lab. Yeah, well, she'd later go on to say that um, she'd known this from the beginning. What? Yep. She admitted lying to the American public. Her and other virologists, they all knew, she said. Why did they lie? Because of the terror Fauci had created. Chan said there'd been trepidation, quote unquote, among some scientists about publicly discussing the lab leak hypothesis for fear their words could be misconstrued, she says, or used to support racist rhetoric like Trump's about how the coronavirus emerged. But that's only half the truth. She's still lying to you today. She didn't want to be fired from her cushy job at Harvard. She didn't want to be censored and banned off social media like Trump. So she stayed silent. Blaming it on Trump, that's just a pass. So what we've established is that they will lie to you. That you can no longer ever again trust somebody from a vaunted institution with a big title. We've all learned that. Assume they're lying. But how bad was this? Remember, every part of this turned out to be a lie. CNBC reporting on studies that social distancing didn't actually make a difference. So that meant that restaurants that were kept at half capacity didn't have to be. The devastation wreaked on American businesses, that didn't have to be either. According to a study by the Proceedings of National Academies of Sciences, the shutdown orders made little to no difference in COVID's impact. The study wasn't published until April of this year. Even then, that was risky. You couldn't question social distancing, lockdowns, shutdowns, none of it. And we all know now that none of it worked. It was hoodoo, silly science, or worse. But the toll has garnered just one day of coverage. The lies went on forever. How many businesses were destroyed by Fauci's lies? You might want to sit down. It looks like it was just shy of 40% of small businesses permanently shut down due to government orders and social distancing, 
restricting the flow of people through them. While Walmart, Costco, Lowe's, and other big box stores that donate a lot to Democrats, at least their employee packs do, as do their executives who raise money for Democrats, well, they were allowed to stay open. The final death toll, a shocking 38.9% of America's small businesses, gone, forced to close, based not on science, but lies and fear. That's according to a study by Opportunity Insights Economic Tracker. None of it had to be. It was all based on lies. Those lies only went one way. Make Trump look stupid. Blame Trump for COVID. Hide that the Chinese were responsible for COVID. Because Trump couldn't be blamed if the Chinese were responsible for COVID. No, it's actually worse than that. If the Chinese were responsible for COVID, Americans would have wanted to reelect Trump. He was the best to deal with them. Says who? Says Lindsey Graham. Meantime, Senator Lindsey Graham says those who tried to debunk the COVID lab leak theory brushed it off for a reason. Take a listen. Not only did Fauci ignore the warnings, on February the 19th, a couple of weeks after the first case, 27 scientists produced a letter shaming those who suggested the lab leak theory, calling them conspiratorial, that you're a right-wing nut, marginalizing President Trump and Tom Cotton. The media took it and ran, and it changed the course of the election. Why? Because, number one, these scientists are tied to this lab. They were covering their ass. And if we could have proven in early on in 2020 it was a lab lab leak coming from China, not, not occurring naturally, the public would want revenge against China. And who would they turn to? Biden or Trump? The letter Senator Graham referenced was organized by the president of EcoHealth Alliance, a nonprofit which used grants from the NIH to fund research at Wuhan's Institute of Virology. How bad is it? Fauci's reach stretched all the way to India, where he managed to get papers from Indian scientists showing that COVID was man-made, squelched, and censored. The little man must have been busy. He was censoring colleagues all over the world. Others who were affiliated with the WHO didn't need Fauci's fist coming down on their head to silence them. The Indian people are doing what the American people should do right now. The Indian Bar Association of India just moved against the WHO scientist who is Indian, Dr. Sumya Swamithyanian, I think, chief scientist at the World Health Organization. They're blaming her for tens of thousands of deaths. Why? For spreading false information about the drug ivermectin, for hiding test results, they say, that showed it worked, that it could have been used to save lives, that she deliberately hid them to drive up the death toll. There, at least somebody in India will say it, The Indian Bar Association thinks the WHO, that's World Health Organization, has caused the deaths of many Indian citizens by suppressing medical information. Now take a further step. Our own elites did too. It's time we begin treating them the way the Indian Bar Association is treating her. This was little short of murder. But if they lied to you then, are they still lying to you now? The answer is yes. And the bodies are still stacking up. Next. So are these people who lied to you about virtually every aspect of COVID? 
it appears so as to inflict maximum damage on the world's economy and its people. All of it to remove Donald Trump, I still believe. Are they still lying to you? They are. As the bodies stack up and they turn their heads and pretend it's not happening. In the whole history of VAERS, that's the, ad, the Vaccine Adverse Reaction System. It's been around for about 30 years. Congress created it. It's not a conspiracy website. Nope, it's runoff CDC.gov. And the purpose of VAERS is simple, to create an early warning system so that any vaccine that was hurting people, we could track it. We would know right away. Well, the most deaths in a single year from a single vaccine ever recorded is 200. Care to know how many deaths VAERS recorded from the COVID vaccine last week? 700 in a week. The numbers are increasing. For the year, just shy of 6,000. Wait a minute. The highest ever single year death toll from a single vaccine was what again? 200. What are we at? 6,000. Keep in mind the CDC warns only about 10% of adverse reactions including deaths, are ever reported to VAERS. Here's why. Doctors are reluctant to report them, understandably, because it's like a kettlebell for malpractice attorneys. You report a death in your office or from a shot given in your office. That is admissible in court. See the problem there? The numbers are likely much higher. It's a record-breaking orgy of vaccine death, and yet you're not allowed to speak of it. Just as you're, you weren't allowed to speak of any of the other things about COVID that ended up being true. The things that could have saved the 97,000 businesses that closed between February and September of 2020. The things that could have saved 100,000 lives, like hydroxychloroquine with azithromycin. And now it's the shot. They don't care how many people die. Listen to Ron Johnson. Johnson has had Senate testimony from public committee meetings, the most public of information taken down off YouTube. He is now the most censored senator. What did he do? The most recent video he had taken down, he correctly discussed the number of deaths on VAERS. Johnson did it again on Fox Business with Maria Bartiromo this weekend. It was a breakthrough moment. The first time I've ever heard VAERS data discussed on national television. Here's what Johnson said. You know, the, the other thing that Dr. Fauci and, and the media is, uh, is ignoring right now is the early warning signals of the vaccine adverse effect reporting system. We, we have close to 5,000 deaths, over 1,700 within days zero, one, and two of getting vaccinated. We, we have uh, you know, thousands of people with permanent disabilities, 20,000 hospitalizations. And that quite honestly compares to less than 200 deaths per year through the entire 30-year history of the VAERS system with other vaccines. They're not paying attention. They are suppressing this information, and the American people are paying the price. Actually, right now, it's children paying the price. VAERS reported seven child deaths in the last week. Keep in mind, only about 10% of incidents are reported to VAERS. That means the number is somewhere likely between 50 and 70 child deaths, all or most of it blacked out by the media as they tell parents on a loop to bring their kids in for the vaccine. It's a horror. But there was a breakthrough this weekend. After British scientists advised the National Health Service 
of the UK that children under the age of 18 shouldn't be vaccinated. It was too dangerous, they said. And they wanted to wait for data, data on how children in the U.S. fared before they greenlighted it. Short of that again, too dangerous. That gave scientists and doctors just enough cover to come out a little bit and tell the American people the truth. Los Angeles Times bravely ran this story. Headline, some vaccine experts having second thoughts about rushing to inoculate kids. Here's how it starts. From the earliest days of the pandemic, doctors and public health officials have seen widespread vaccination as the most effective way to stop COVID-19. But a growing contingent of medical experts is now questioning whether that conventional wisdom ought to apply to children. Why'd that come out when it did? Because the VAERS data no one wants to talk about. The dead kids, the 200 seriously injured, the seven who've died, and the embarrassment of British scientists and doctors telling the truth was too much. They're getting ahead of the death curve they're creating. They're still lying to you. At this point in America, you've got to wonder if it'll ever end.